Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. Hello and welcome to the Celebrating Powerhouse Women series here on Business Radio X. We are excited to have you join us for this series that salutes and recognizes women that are making an impact in our community. This show is presented by CAB Incorporated. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB is proud to be the presenting sponsor of this Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. This series is also brought to you in part by McCarthy Building Companies and Cat Rangers. Today is a very special day. It is with great pleasure that I welcome our two powerhouse guests this morning. Welcome Chair Chairman Charlotte Nash of the Gwinnett County Board of Commissioners and Carla Caraway, President of Precision Planning Incorporated. How are you ladies this morning? Terrific. Great. Glad to be here. Good morning. Thank you for joining me. Chairman Nash, if you don't mind, we will lead with you. Of course. Awesome. <laughs> and the first question that I have for you today is, Tell us a little bit about your robust, excuse me, your robust history as a public servant and why you find it gratifying to participate in so many ways. Well, it's, I'm going to have to give away my, my age somewhat <laughs> to be able to share this. Uh, I actually worked for, for the state of Georgia for about a year and a half before I went to work for Gwinnett County. I spent almost 28 years as a staff person with Gwinnett County. Uh, retired for the first time at the end of 2004 and then uh, decided to come uh, back as a elected official made a run for office in 2011 and was elected and have served in, as chairman of the board of commissioners since then congratulations thank you very much uh, during the time I was a staff person uh, I was I actually was county administrator for nine years uh, at the end of my time with the county, but I was in the financial area before then. I was director of financial services and and budget director and some other jobs in the finance area. So numbers are my game. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually graduated from UGA. That's correct. With a degree in finance, if I'm not mistaken. I had your bio here in front of me. Um, so what, what kind of led you to the finance direction? Were you passionate about numbers? Were you enthusiastic? Uh, I started uh, college to be a math teacher and uh, found that I did not have the patience to teach. Uh, fortunately, the University of Georgia gave me the opportunity to be in the classroom of a high school uh, uh, early on, so I didn't get so far into my degree program. It was ha hard to back up, mm -hmm. and I looked for another way to to, to use that uh, love of numbers and settled on accounting as my major found out I didn't really like accounting but <laughs> I love finance <laughs> and you were able to translate those skills yes. and apply them. accounting is a good basic uh -huh. for, for anything that you're going to do running a big organization wonderful mm -hmm. and you were able to incorporate those skills mastered at UGA into the multitude of roles that you then that, that held is, after that's been a basis for much of what I've done very nice well what inspired you to run and uh, tell us a little bit about your, your road your road to getting there uh, well, uh, having spent my career uh, with Gwinnett before I retired as a staff person uh, and, and having lived in Gwinnett all my life, mm -hmm. this community is home and it means so much to me. Uh, uh, we had some things that happened at the county government uh, right before I, uh, uh, the special election was called that uh, it, we, we were not headed the right direction for a period of time and I felt like I could help 
Turn it around. Uh, use my background uh, with the county, understanding the community, and and deal help deal with some of the issues that the county was facing at that time. My husband su- sums it up though by saying, "I lost my mind." Because <laughs> you dove right <laughs> in. We're happy you did. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> well, I'd say he might have thought you lost your mind twice because that was in 2011 that you had that special mm-hmm. election, mm-hmm. correct? That's right. And then you were reelected again mm-hmm. in 2012 to 2016 and so you came back for more that's right <laughs> but it you, you have so much that needs to be done uh one term is not enough not to enough. get even a start so well i applaud you for returning and, and putting those things into place i know you're a mover and a shaker i've been seeing that you've made a lot of appearances here lately so thank you for taking the time to join us that's, that's part of the job <laughs> I, I'm, I'm chief salesperson for gwinnett county and public servant <laughs> yeah. oh i'd like to rewind just a little bit if we may charlotte and tell us a little bit about when you're a 16 year old did you aspire to to be where you're at today did you have any inkling that you would you would carry on this path none whatsoever this is even at the time i retired in 2004 i would have sworn i'd never run for office that that was not part of the life plan at any point uh uh, at age 16, I was probably, th- uh, the, the teaching career was what I visualized for myself. Uh, my dad is, um, was a big supporter of education and uh, really gave uh, both my sister and me the idea that teaching was the most honorable profession that exists. So that, uh, that was what I would visualize at that point in time that I would be doing with my life. My sister did not disappoint my father I did, I suspect. <laughs> She's, I'm sure he's not disappointed at all. But your sister took the, the yes, route of she being taught a teacher. In, she taught in the Gwinnett County system for 31 years. So she's also a Gwinnettian. That is correct. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Why, well, I, I very strongly doubt that you disappointed your father. <laughs> and we are all um, beneficiaries of the great work that you've done oh, here it's in been, Gwinnett. It's been terrific. I, I couldn't have asked to be any more fortunate than what I've been to be able to do the things I've done right here at it, home. In our area. Mm-hmm. Speak a little bit about some of the initiatives that she participated in and giving back to the community. Uh, well, a lot of my, um, uh, a lot of the time that I spend uh, related to Gwinnett County actually uh, is in serving in roles outside the county. Uh, the chair of the county commission uh, serves as the, serves on the Atlanta Regional Commission. So uh, that's the regional planning organization that has uh, a lot to do with transportation and other services across the whole metro area so I put a lot of effort into that. Uh, I learned a long time ago that the way for Gwinnett to have a voice is for someone from Gwinnett to be seated at the table and that's that's an important part of the role. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love uh, local government uh, so that led me to be active in the Association of County Commissioners of Georgia. Uh, and I served as president of that organization, which gave me a great chance to travel the entire state. Uh, if I had any doubt about how fortunate we are in Gwinnett, that certainly Confirmed. reminded me of just how fortunate we were. Uh, the The state is very varied across it, uh, but you know some of the the, the kinds of things that I've been able to do uh, working with uh, people from other parts of the state have, have just enriched uh, and brought me new ideas uh, that I could apply Bring here in Gwinnett. Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, out of all the places that you got to visit in Georgia, what would you say was the place that you were able to bring the most back from? Uh, probably, well, there, there are bits and pieces from lots of places. Right. Yeah, there, there are, um, you know, many of the other jur- jurisdictions here in the Atlanta area have lots of activity going on. 
Gwinnett and Cobb have always seen each other as sort of our friendly competitors with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do a lot of sharing back and forth with, with Cobb County. Uh, but e- every part of the state, I think, get we can learn something from every mm-hmm. part of the state. And I'm sure they were able to take something back that they learned from you as uh, well. Well, maybe so. so. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Um, speaking of that, what are some of the challenges that you face here in Gwinnett? What are some of the most critical challenges that we're facing here in Gwinnett? Well, the top one always of my list is water. Now, that seems uh, contradictory with all the rain that we've experienced, and most people are tired of it. But uh, <laughs> but water is the limiting factor on Gwinnett's future. In fact, the entire metro area, there's really not another limiting factor of the degree that water is. Wow. Uh, I didn't know that. That it's it's definitely uh, from a long-term perspective the most critical issue. Gwinnett's done a great job going back uh, well before I ever even went to work for Gwinnett County. Uh, uh, some of our leaders did a great job in the past of planning and executing uh, the the creation of a good water and sewer system. Mm-hmm. But with another half million people headed our way in 25 years or so. We've got to continue building capacity and and making sure that there are good resources in the water area for all those folks that are going to be here. In the population. Correct me if I'm wrong, this is totally left field, but don't we get our drinking water from Lake Lanier? Isn't that one of the resources? Every bit of it comes from Lake Lanier. Lanier, That's correct. Which is also now flooded. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's full. (laughs) It's full. So not not a bad thing. (laughs) Not only Gwinnett pulls from um, Lake Lanier, but Cobb does as well, you said? Well, uh, Cobb uh, takes part of its water out of the Chattahoochee. They also have the ability to take from Lake Alatoona, the the basin that Lake Alatoona is in. But the Chattahoochee River is uh, the Lake Lanier and the Chattahoochee River are the source of drinking water That's for right. most of the metro area. Yes. Wow. Well, you taught me something now. I'm going to have to <laughs> dig into the water initiatives now. Uh, Speak to the economic development it, <laughs> office it is, and hear some it, more. It's definitely uh, the most critical long-term issue. The traffic, obviously, mm-hmm. our, our traffic congestion, the ability to move around, that's much more visible than the water, and it's certainly something that we've got to continue working on Uh We've got lots of improvements to the road network that are already underway, and and we're uh, regrouping uh, on the transit issue and trying to figure out uh, another approach to that. We've just got to continue pushing to provide mobility for the folks that are going to be here. I would agree. You're very passionate when you speak about Gwinnett and all the initiatives. Uh, Like I say, Gwinnett's home. Uh (laughs) And we're lucky to have someone with your vigor behind Uh, behind our county. What would you say your why is, Charlotte? Why do you jump out of bed in the morning and serve our great community? Uh, I think it starts with a, I'm a fixer. I like to fix problems. I, I, I don't. I can't imagine serving at another level of government uh, and enjoying it as much as I do the local level. Uh, I, I get the opportunity to know that I'm making decisions that are going to address problems of the community, not just now, but for long periods of time into the future. And uh, and sometimes the thing that may lift me up on a daily basis is very simple kind of fixes. You know, mm-hmm. I get a call from a lady who says our roadway 
uh, or a ditch has, has is washing away her daffodils. Well, you know that that's a pretty simple thing to deal with, right. uh, except in the weather we've been having. Yeah, here everything's recently. washing away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 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 it's very important to that individual. Right. Uh, so I get satisfaction out of being able to create a better situation for that individual, uh, and sometimes it's 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 important to. I find that it helps me keep my motivation if I have some kind of um, interim success because uh, just as, as I talked about earlier many of the things that we deal with at the local government level are very long term right and and sometimes it can get discouraging yeah. uh, to in terms of trying to make progress on some of those big long-term issues so I'll go look for a daffodil belt a bed small to achievable to save. hey there's nothing wrong with that I've heard many people lots of successful mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. they have two different lists the A yes. list and yes. the B list uh-huh. and when everything on the A list is just mm-hmm. so large too mm-hmm. big for you to tackle mm-hmm. start knocking off some of the mm-hmm. things off your B mm-hmm. list and then you feel successful you feel re-inspired yeah, mm-hmm. to start tackling some of the mm-hmm. things on the A list um, you yourself are, are a powerhouse woman, and you're surrounded by many women trailblazers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that term moving forward. Feel free. Here on, on your sheet. <laughs> Give us some examples of some women trailblazers that you have the pleasure of working with um, on a regular basis. Well, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the head of the cab organization, <laughs> Terry Jondal, inspires all of That's us. Right. Uh, uh, you know, if there's an individual that... Uh, chose a path for herself that was not typical for a woman and has done uh just has been so successful at it uh terry's one of those folks so i look for individuals like her that inspire me uh uh, we've got loads of, of of folks within the county organization the head of our water and sewer department uh is a female um and that's not always typical um a typical field for a woman to be in this lady that's sitting to my <laughs> left that you're going to talk with here in a little bit yes. is one of those folks i mean she she's, uh, she's got listening. that's right that's right <laughs> carla caraway is one of those folks that she, it's not just the business organization she she's in and she she's riding herd on a a bunch of folks um I can say this was love with love because my son is an engineer <laughs> but engineers sometimes take a lot of Care and tending. Care and tending. I like that. <laughs> and and uh, she's been very successful with that. But also, both Terry and Carla mm-hmm. uh, give back to the community in so many yes. different ways too. Uh, I think you'll see that with so many of the the folks that uh, we would all put on a powerhouse list of women uh, is they are not just focused on Themself. on themselves or, or their business success. They are they are plugged into the community and what they can do to help the community. Is that something that you've done your entire life? Because I know myself personally, when you're young in high school, you're very selfish, or most teenagers are very <laughs> selfish. And it wasn't until I, I hit that um, that pivot point in college where I started mm-hmm. really opening my eyes to the, the bigger picture. Would you say that you yourself were always a servant and participant even in your early days? Or is that something that you kind of felt the jolt as you progressed throughout uh, your career? I was very active e- even as uh, growing up as as a teenager but my folks some of my family would probably say it wasn't totally altruistic motivations (laughs) they say I just like to be in charge (laughs) nothing wrong with taking charge (laughs) so I'd looked for opportunities to uh to be involved and and uh uh 
one th- I was very active in 4-H when I was growing up. I uh, remember 4-H. Yeah, 4-H yeah. was a big 4-H deal. 4-H was a big deal. Yeah, in, in Gwinnett <laughs> County. Time, it, exactly. I uh, had the pleasure of being in 4-H when Wayne Shackelford was uh county extension agent. Uh, great experience. My first public speaking experiences were with 4-H, both with uh, project work and giving demonstrations, as, as it was called, and mm-hmm. then livestock judging. So, And livestock's uh, still a part of your life, it right? It is. It is. <laughs> we, we, uh, my husband still has a, a small herd of cows. Small uh, herd. Uh, but, you know, I, it, it wasn't necessarily that I, I was looking for something that uh, that specifically to to uh, give back. I may I may have been more selfish in my motivations, but I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and uh, I hope I've grown a little bit over the years, and not quite so selfish in, in the way I approach things. Definitely, <laughs> you're a servant forward person, uh, and that's evident for sure. What advice would you give um, anyone, especially women, considering running for office, being mm-hmm. that you have such a robust history that you could share. Well, uh, it, it, the, I think most women already know this. Uh, we have to work harder. We have to be smarter. We have to know more. Uh, at, so, so that preparation, the, the recognition that most women uh, have acquired uh, over their lives that you, you've got to be better prepared and better at everything i think it makes them the perfect candidate for office because a lot of running for off a lot running for office is different from governing a lot of the work that is done uh once you're in office is really about being a great student of of the organization of the needs of the community listening to people uh reading Uh, there's there's just so much information that's provided to us uh, as we get ready to make decisions so I think uh, I can think of any number of women who have the great skill set uh, already because they've learned to do that in their in their own uh, career or in their personal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second thing I would say is uh, don't uh, don't be fearful about it. Take it seriously, but don't be fearful about it. Uh, we need more. Uh, good women in office at every level of, of government, I believe. To take a chance and, and, take and a just chance. dive in. Well, I mean, typically we bring a different set of skills to, I would agree to the that. mix. Uh, and some of those skill sets are are badly needed in, in many governments. Mm-hmm. We have a different uh, way of, of seeing things through the eyes of a woman. It's a little bit different than the eyes of a man. Uh, well, and we tend to, I think we tend to listen a little better, too, because <laughs> like that. that's, that's yep. that, I mean, that's part of how we go about managing uh, our kids, our, mm-hmm. our relationships within our family, and that's not a bad that, a trait to have at all as a public official. I would agree. And you touched on family really quickly. I wanted to ask you, with all of um, the weight on your shoulders, and in a good way, um, for your duties and responsibilities, how do you balance work and personal life? Is there a balance? I know you mentioned you're you're looking forward to Mm -hmm. retirement Mm -hmm. upcoming, and so is your Mm -hmm. husband. Um, I imagine throughout the roles that you've participated in, that's been a real sucker of your time. So your husband probably was on the on the reverse side of that just share a little bit about how you're able to to juggle the two and still find balance within your life well uh, certainly the first first thing I would mention is uh, the great support I've gotten from my husband in this endeavor as I uh, shared with you before we started the show uh, my running for office was not at his uh, 
he was not uh, pushing me to run for office. Uh, he was he was a reluctant participant initially, uh, and certainly it's taken our marriage, our lives, a different direction. But he's been my greatest supporter. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he he makes sure he he laughingly calls himself my driver. He <laughs> he, he, he is a faithful attender with me of so many different events. events uh, yeah. Oftentimes, because I'm cramming to read my remarks that I'm right. supposed to give at it. it. Gives you time. Uh, exactly, <laughs> uh, and he's a great sounding board. Uh, he has very good instincts about. Uh, people and reads reads people very very well um and he's and again he's just a great sounding board i i uh know that i can rely on him to uh be totally honest with me and tell me when i am off my rocker about something (laughs) or i'm just missing something big uh all of us need that kind of of feedback yeah Yeah, we need that kind of feedback from from uh someone in our life because we none of us can see things perfectly uh but yeah, um, I, over the course of my my uh, career, I have done better at certain points in time with balancing it. Uh, but I'm looking forward to being able to focus on the personal. Yes, mm-hmm. taking your foot off the gas. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a, a well deserved and well earned retirement that you have upcoming. And I know I speak for everybody listening when I say thank you for your service. Well, thank you <laughs> again. It's been it's been such a pleasure and honor. Mm-hmm. Are there any parting words that you would like to leave our listeners? Any advice, tips, or tricks that you'd like to give a young professional out there listening that's mm-hmm. looking to begin their their career or simply looking to mm-hmm. maybe dive into the world that you are stepping out of? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I would uh, say, and I, and I give this advice to a lot of people when they ask me similar questions, is don't fret about not having it all figured out at any point in time. I mean, my my career has taken turns that I never would have imagined. If I'd been plotting it out over a course of time, I would have been at a totally different point. Uh, you know, you you it evolves is the way I w- would say it, and and be open to new opportunities uh, change that you may never have ever even thought about as a possibility. So be open to what's next. That's it. <laughs> I like that. Well, thank you very much, Chairman Charlotte Nash. I'm going to have a word from our partners here in just one second. We partner with, in addition to Terry, we partner with Cat Rangers, which is something that's near and dear mm-hmm. to her heart. Mm-hmm. So we have a message from one of our partners. Excellent. Cat Rangers is saving lives of cats and kittens one paw at a time. They are the special forces of cat rescue, and all of their felines recover in their lovely home-like center in Buford while they wait to find their forever homes. Cat Rangers is growing rapidly and is always seeking financial and volunteer support. Please contribute by visiting catrangers.org today. All right. We love our furry friends at Cat Rangers. All those little meows. We're cracking up over here. You guys can hear us. It is my pleasure to welcome um, Carla Caraway. She is the president of Precision Planning Incorporated. How are you today, Carla? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here today. Yes, it's lovely to have you both. We'll start with a little bit about what Precision Planning is and, and how you began the company. Okay, well, um, Precision Planning is an engineering, architectural, and surveying company, and we're Gwinnett-based, and we have been, we're 37 years old, and we've been in the city of Lawrenceville in Gwinnett County for that entire that entire time. Um, I actually did not start the company. You didn't? I am pretty old, but I'm not quite that old. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was actually founded by uh, Randall Dixon, who is uh, another old Gwinnett County guy that um, has been around for a long time and I have worked for the company for 30 years it's been my only 
job. Congratulations. I know, right? You don't hear that very often. And people always say to me, you don't hear that very often. Um, But I'm, uh, like Charlotte, I'm a Gwinnett County native. Native. I grew up here and went to high school here. I did go to college. And so when I was um, looking for it, well, actually, I was an intern with Precision Planning while I was in college. And Uh that was not by choice. And that was sort of one of those situations of, um, like Charlotte was saying, if you're plotting out mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. that wasn't plotted for me. That was a parent initiative. Ah. <laughs> and that is some more the scenario. Sometimes it's not about what you know. It's about who you, who you know. know. And my parents were, um, Randall Dixon and my dad were old bird hunting buddies. Oh. And so my dad, when I was a senior in high school, said, you know, I think you need a summer job. And I said, oh, no, I'm going to hang out at the lake all summer. And he said, no, I think you need to, you know, we need something to do with your time before you're going away to school, right? So um, Precision Planning was a small, it was started in 1982. And so this was 1985, and I'm going to date myself as well. Um, and so it was a really small, just starting company. And if you think about what Gwinnett was like in the early to mid-80s, it was a lot smaller. Obviously, it's not the urban, cool place it is now right and so um you know that company was just getting started so and I was not had any intention of being an engineer architect at that time had no idea really what I wanted to do I didn't even really know what companies like that did so um working there every summer while I was in college is how I figured out what went on in companies like that and what they do you know for local communities which is where the majority of our business happens is with local communities um so anyway that's you know sort of how I got my start there what did you intern as if you don't mind me asking well everything (laughs) again it was a small company and so I did everything from um answer the flight one summer I was the receptionist Mm -hmm. which was a great way to learn about the company Mm -hmm. another summer um, I was an administrative assistant and I actually worked for three engineers that are still there they were young professionals (laughs) at the time and they had um at the time people were moving over I know you I know you at your age and found this impossible to believe but they were moving off typewriters uh-huh. onto oh, word processors, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I was the college student that had some experience, you know, with using word processors, what used to be called word perfect. Mm-hmm. So they were transferring how you type up <laughs> contracts. And I know this is so hard to believe that this has truly happened, but, you know, they were typing all that stuff by hand and they were trying to figure out how to put it on a oh word God. processor. Yeah, yeah. You so revolutionized the That office. was my job one, <laughs> su- one summer was I helped all those poor, you know, old engineers figure out, and they weren't really old at the right. time, but, you know, I thought at they the time, were. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I, I mean, empty trash cans, answer the phone, run errands. In fact, I used to do the permits up at Gwinnett County. I would huh. go up to the county and file the, you know, file the plan. So I did lots of things over those years, which is what helped me when I actually went to work there full-time, which was when I graduated, I too have a degree in finance. Um, And so engineering and architecture is not, you know, what I did, but I went to work in the finance department of that company. And so by the time I got into the finance side, I had already seen bits and pieces Mm -hmm. of the rest of the business. And so it was really easy to integrate into now this is the money side, which we all know is a very important side, especially Mm -hmm. of a Mm for-profit business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as she said, the finance side's always very important. And that's like, that's my background too. I mean, uh-huh. I do lots of other stuff with my right. job now, but um, that's definitely my, what I, I love spreadsheets and mm-hmm. sitting in my office and figuring out things. I don't get to do that a whole lot anymore, but I, I do love it. There's a certain satisfaction when you've created a pretty in-depth Excel 
um, document yes. and you've got it color coded and you've yes. got your tabs and you just look at it as a thing of beauty. Exactly. I, I understand that I'm feeling definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's very exciting. So you've been with the company for 30 years and there's still people that are tenured there and yes. you have the, the, the great fortune of still working with. So I'd say that solidarity and um, retention is very important with precision planning. It is. How did you ascend the ranks to become the president? Um, from all of, <laughs> we'll say from the intern yes. to the president, it's a long and ride. was that over the 30 year span? Maybe you could tell us a little bit about some of the marks in between. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting ride. And again, like Charlotte said, if, if you had to plot it out, mm -hmm. I would have never, ever imagine. guessed that I would be doing what I'm doing now. Although I really can't imagine doing anything else mm -hmm. because it's been a great fit for me and for my life. Um, especially growing up in Gwinnett and not many people have the opportunity to come back and you know work there work the whole your whole career my, I live here um, I, I have a daughter that goes to Gwinnett County Public Schools my husband's business is in Gwinnett I mean we're, it's definitely a family mm -hmm. family event right um, and my parents still live here my in-laws still live here so we all are part of the not Gwinnett going party. anywhere uh -huh. <laughs> no we're not um, so I went to work in their finance department and Randall Dixon who I mentioned is the founder of Precision Planning who is um, I mean he's still around and he still comes in the office but he's pretty much semi I would say semi-retired mm -hmm. in the way I would term it um, he still has his nose and a few things but he um, after a couple of years of working you know back in my office doing my own little projects he said you know, um, he, he's great about investing in young professionals. He believes in investing, and he was way uh, beyond his time in investing in females mm. in that industry. And he, at one point, came to me and said, you know, we need to get you out of the office more. We need to get you, you're from this area, you know a lot of people, um, you need to start getting involved. And the first thing I want you to do is get involved with the chamber. Mm -hmm. And you need to learn who our clients are. You need to learn who our partners are, the people that we work with, work for. Um, and the best way to do that is to start getting out and meeting people. And, you know, I was, as much as I, I like to hang out and be social, I was pretty happy doing what I was doing. So I sort of fought that for a while until he pretty much just said, uh, yeah, this is, n I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. <laughs> I asked you the first time, now yes. I'm telling you. And so he was the one that said, you know, I just think that you have some potential to, you know, um, and I don't know that even he knew it would go where it went. But I mean, I just think he thought there was things that I could do besides just sit and manage Excel spreadsheets Money, and yeah. run payroll and that, you know, that the type of things, the operational side of the business. Right. So um, that's how it started. And it was me um, getting out and going to, um, you know, we're members of, we work for the county governments, not just Gwinnett County, but mm -hmm. counties all over the state. We work for city governments. Those are a lot of our big clients, as well as private um, clients. So we um, partner with organizations like Charlotte was talking about, the Association of County Commissioners, Georgia, Gwinnett Municipal Association, mm -hmm. the Georgia Association of Chiefs of Police, Georgia Sheriff's Associations, all those types of people are our clients. And so we go to those conferences and uh, work in different aspects with those groups. And so I, those are the types of things that I started going to. Support, and yeah. that's where you meet lots of people that's where you meet the, the elected officials that's where you meet the county managers the city managers the police chiefs the fire chiefs all those people that eventually you work with right. you know why you do their projects mm -hmm. depending on what the projects are and so you know just and when you do it as long as I've done it there are people that you know I got to be friends with and you know business is about relationships yes. and it's mm -hmm. you know about I mean obviously in 
in the business that I'm in, you have to be qualified, right? Engineers and architects and surveyors have to know what they're doing. So we would not be doing projects for our clients if we weren't qualified. But at the same time, your clients have to trust you, right? And they have to know that you're going to do what you say you're going to do as well as do it correctly. It's a twofold event. So um, that's sort of my role. What became my role over the years was those relationships and knowing people and being the face of precision planning that gives back to the community. And we're big on that. We're big on being a part of this community, especially because we're based here. Um, but a lot of the communities we, I mean, we give back in different ways in all the communities that we that we work in. Right. So. Anyway, so over the years, and I'm, I've been the president since 2009. That's about the time that Mr. Dixon decided he was going to start stepping away mm-hmm. and getting out of the day-to-day mm-hmm. stuff. And um, we have a great, it's not just me, there, it's a great, there's a great team, team of people. We have 75 employees. Um, the five people that I would say is part of our senior leadership team have all, we all have 15 plus years at Precision Planning. So we've all been there a long time, worked together for a long time, and there's um, another female that runs our architecture department, and then there's um, you know a couple of guys that are in the engineering side and the, and the business development side. It's a great group of people, mm-hmm. and I think the fact that we all have such a great relationship, um, relationship from long term of working mm-hmm. together that makes a big difference too. Yeah, I say because it's like you're going to work with your family, kind of. Yeah, and yeah. we're friends. I mean, mm-hmm. you were friends. We all socialize outside work aside from working together, mm-hmm. and that's you know that makes a big difference. If you like what you do and you like the people you work with, you never work a day in your that, life. <laughs> <laughs> They've yeah, been telling me that deal. my whole life. <laughs> I'd like to rewind. You uh, mentioned some of the initiatives in giving back Mm -hmm. with precision planning, Mm -hmm. and that's very important in all the communities. Are you able to share with us a little bit about um, a specific initiative here in Gwinnett that you guys might participate in? Well, I mean, we we participate in a lot. It would be hard for me just to say one thing. Um, We give back in two, a couple of different ways. One is, like I mentioned, it's me. A lot Mm -hmm. of times people see me. Um, because I might serve on a board of organizations, or um, I might be the one that is at a ribbon cutting, mm-hmm. or which is all a donation of your time, <laughs> right, definitely. Well, but it's part, but it is part of mm-hmm. my position, right? right? Because that sort of comes under under what I do. Um, but then there's there's things that we do, um, you know, that maybe aren't so. Um, public shall we say um, where we might support a particular organization financially or we might um, send a group of our employees um, might go and participate in um, like for instance I sit on the board of Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful Mm -hmm. and I have for years and years and so Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful actually partners with um, Gwinnett County Water Resources Department about doing stream cleanups and watershed cleanups and obviously we have a vested interest in that in that we do that type of work so it's kind of a a relationship event so we'll put 17 or 18 employees together and they bring their families so that like children can come so when you talk about learning how to give back to your community if you have teenagers uh, they get community service hours mm-hmm. for their school yep. so it's kind of a win-win for everybody and that'll be a Saturday morning where they're cleaning litter out of a street yeah. that's so exciting you know I mean that's not exactly writing a check no. or that's not me sitting it's on the board impactful. but it's a it's mm-hmm. a give back in certain ways um I also um you know give back to like I said my daughter goes to Gwinnett County Public Schools so I sit on boards uh, PTA boards, um, cluster found school cluster foundation mm. events, so things that affect the community, but it's more you know for 
because of where I live. Right. Right. I understand. Right. All right. still relevant and valid. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for all, all of the participation. You mentioned your school age children, and mm-hmm. I'll ask you something similar to what I asked Char- mm-hmm. Charlotte. P- 30 years um, with precision, and you have a family as well. How do you balance? How do you find time for yourself? You look so beautiful when you oh, came in here sweet. today. That's right sweet. now, you look put together. I would look disheveled. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. feel disheveled <laughs> thinking about it. Share yeah. some of the keys to your success well, in balancing um, personal and professional life. So it's hard, like Charlotte said, and some days it's harder than others. Um, I will say that I am extremely blessed um, because my family, I have uh, my in-laws and my parents are both retired and live in Gwinnett and so I don't really know how people with children do it without their families Mm. or work full-time like I do and do it without their families because um, you know they help out a lot and so if I get caught or I have somewhere to be then you know my parents and Tommy's parents are an easy phone call or a text away to take my daughter places. Um, I'm also uh, when I'm an old mom I started way late in life and there's good and bad in that. (laughs) Um, With that comes wisdom. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's, yes, there's pros to it, and then there's cons to it. Um, so I worked for a long time, and my career was very established wow. before I ever had a baby. Had a family aspect. And, you know, so that makes a difference, mm-hmm. that I was not fighting that, trying to get where I wanted to be with my career and trying and to figure out how to raise a child. And I just have one mm-hmm. child. She's now 13. Ah, she's teenager. an eighth grader. <gasps> yes, she's an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. And that's another whole realm that we don't even get into but <laughs> bless you <laughs> but, yeah, but she's a great kid um but I do think um she's great but she's grown up having a working mom I mean I've mm-hmm. always worked um and so she understands um she's very independent and I've that's been a goal of mine my mom made sure I was a very independent person and I've made sure that she's very capable of functioning obviously my husband's great mm-hmm. right he's real easy going he's you know nothing bothers him which is a really good thing but he's great about stepping in and helping out and doing whatever needs to be done too but she also has learned over the years how to be independent and she just doesn't know any different right I just think kids that their moms have always worked they just understand it's a fact of life. That's just part of, you know, how right. we shuffle all that around. And, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I keep a very well-organized calendar, um, color-coded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Yes. <laughs> and the fact that I, you know, work close to where I live. I mean, I live six Convenient. miles from my office. Mm-hmm. And that makes, that's a huge difference when I'm not in the traffic party going back and forth to downtown Atlanta. I mean, I can run back and forth to my house, to her school, um, you know, wherever I need to go, and it's pretty easy, Convenient. you know, yeah. for me. Not that there's not trafficking going next, there certainly is. Oh, yes. You have to pick the times of day that to you go. do that. Um, but I think the it's the combination of um, having an employer that was always understanding, even before I was the one that helped establish the policies and mm-hmm. procedures. <laughs> and they've always been, Precision Planning is a very flexible company. They understand that employees have families, they right. have personal lives. And you, you know, in order for them to do what you want them to do as an employee, you have to be flexible and you have to be understanding of things like that. So I've always had the flexibility to come and go, you know, and I don't abuse the privileges, right? You kind of understand there's certain things that I I have to do. Uh Um, But I think it's the combination of all those things. So, you know, I'm probably a little bit of an exception to the rule because I have all those um, resources abilities mm-hmm. to to do things that I like to do and have great job in the process. 
Well, that was very helpful because a few things stood out in, in what you were mentioning, and that was having a good support system and organization. So I'd say those two things were pretty paramount yes. in, in your success, yes, and even to this you. day, because we still juggle <laughs> every single day. Yes. Um, that brings me to my next question. You're very passionate about what you do and passionate about being a mother and all of the things that you do to give back. Much like I asked Charlotte, what is your why? Carla, why do you jump out of bed in the morning? What gets you going every day? What is your inspiration to just leap up and do well and I, you know that's probably changed over the years um as I've get, gotten older um and I, you know I think the reasons I did that you know when I was young and first started my career and I remember at one point when I first started when I first went to work for precision planning right out of college um you know things sort of are it things are a job right you you need to get a job right my parents were like you need to get a job you need to get off of our payroll we we were talking about earlier before Mm -hmm. we started about you know they provided me with an education and they were I was very grateful to them but at the same time they were like it's time time for you to Uh get on your own so you know you you get a job and you know I honestly you know, did coming back to Gwinnett interest me in 1989? Not really. Mm-hmm. Gwinnett, again, was not the cool urban community that it is no. today. Yeah. Um, and it's an awesome place to live. And I grew up here and it was an awesome place to grow up. But it's very different than it was then. And there's pros and cons to everything, mm-hmm. right? But, at, at you know, when I was 22, at that point, you know, it was all my friends were living in Atlanta. I went to school um, at Emory University of Atlanta. And so a lot of my friends were state Atlanta. They were moving to Chicago or New York or, you know, Texas and in Dallas. And I was thinking, oh, I don't oh, really want to go back to Gwinnett. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just not, it just didn't sound very cool. But um, in, in all reality, I thought I was going to be a flight attendant for Delta. I mean, we are talking about yeah. Delta because that sounded very cool and fun and my dad was looking at me like have you lost your mind you know why would you at that time those stewardesses were like very in well I mean everybody they wore the cute little outfits yeah exactly (laughs) and but you know here I was that I had interned with this small and growing company and my parents were very influential in saying okay if you really want to be a flight attendant that's great but you've been offered this and I have been offered a job at precision planning mm-hmm. in their finance department and I just remember my dad saying why wouldn't you at least try this you can live at home for free I'm thinking I don't know if that's a pro <laughs> that is a major pro a these thing days. I like my parents I did like I still <laughs> yeah. like my parents I did even then um but you know there was just the things he was rolling out weren't exactly what a 22 year old right you know that's been living on their own for four years all of a sudden wants to hear um but, you know, I, I do like my parents and I trust them, so I did listen. And obviously we all know the end result, which mm-hmm. was a great decision mm-hmm. on my part to listen to them because I did go to work for this company that was a small, you know, getting started and, you know, had became very successful over the years. And, and I was helped. part of that. Yeah, and then, you know, have come into another role in the last 10, you know, 10 years. And it, this company's in another place because, you know, where our office is located is right is in another place so it's provided opportunities for precision planning that I don't even think Randall Dixon thought was going to happen when he started it in 1982 right I don't think any of us thought we were going to go some of the directions that we've gone Um, but things you just roll with the punches and you take you know advantage of the opportunities and so that's you know that's what I've done Um, so um, it's interesting you know how you how you get to where you're you're going ultimately yeah <laughs> and then we just keep going and going and going yes. it's another chapter yes exactly I always like to use the reference and it might not make sense because things visually in my mind don't come out the right way but you know when you're going up um 
a, a flight of stairs, like mm-hmm. in an apartment complex. You go up some stairs and you come to a landing. You go up some stairs, you come to a landing. That's kind of how I view life. You yeah. know, we might be on a seven year stretch up those stairs and you might just stay on that landing for three months. You might stay there for three years, 30 years even, but you never know what's at the top of that next right. staircase and how long you'll stay at that landing. Right. That's very exciting. Well, I know that there's great things ahead for you at Precision, especially with you at the helm and all the growth. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. You. you spoke about networking and how important it is to, mm-hmm. to kind of um, ramp up those relationships, especially for selling and not only um, retention. Mm-hmm. What are some groups that you participate in for networking that you find value in? Well, well, there's Gwinnett um, and the Metro Atlanta area provide just tons and tons. Of, you almost have to pick and choose. I mean, I could almost go to every a different day. event every yes. day. And, you know, obviously when you work, you at some point you do have to be in the office, right? Yeah. I mean, even though you can be out. Um, and, the you know, the Gwinnett business community, um, what I think is great about Gwinnett, and I'm sure Charlotte would agree with me on this, is that everybody in Gwinnett understands the role and that it's not just one part that can do everything right there's a role for government there's a role for the school system which Mm -hmm. is very important when you're operating a community right and there's a role for business and there's a role for nonprofits I mean there's different aspects and so I think that what the great thing about Gwinnett is is that when you go to networking opportunities whether it's with the Gwinnett Chamber or whether it's you know with um Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful or whether it's Leadership Gwinnett or whatever the different opportunities that you have to form relationships and see other people, you'll find um, representatives from all those groups mm-hmm. at that. You know, you, you'll you see it's not just the same people over and over. Some of the people are the same, but some of those you'll start, you, like now I'm seeing more and more young professionals, which I think is fantastic mm-hmm. um, that there's people that are you know, and we try to do that in our company. There's people that we're trying to, you know, move on up into areas and get them exposure meeting people in our community. Right. And so, you know, and because we work in so many different communities, um, I will say that other, uh, and when I say communities, that could be a county, it could be a city. Um, not everybody thinks the same way as Gwinnett does. Not everybody is as... I agree you know organized, organized yes. about putting together events that everybody comes to and they're not as well attended even though they might do them they might not be as well attended so um i do so i do go to, there are lots we're members of lots of chambers of commerce mm-hmm. obviously that's usually the place you start so there's a lot of chamber lunches breakfast dinners um that you go to and then there's lots of things that um that you you know can attend whether it's not maybe not necessarily networking it's just a social event but it's something to give back um you know for like the other day I was at an event for the Gwinnett Leadership Organization for Women and um Kendra Scott which right. is a big jewelry yeah oh very nice I impulse purchase um but they were there one of their VPs was there just talking about Kendra Scott but part of what they were doing is Anything that was sold, they had a little pop-up shop, but anything that was sold that day, it was actually here, right mm-hmm. down the hall, um, 20% went to Mosaic, Georgia, wow. which is an organization um, in Gwinnett that does fantastic things, um, that there's a need for that type of organization. And so just the fact that they you know, took two different events and put it together um, said that there was a benefit and that there was for ways for people to right. learn about, you know, a big company that if you're a female, most of you know who Kendra Scott right. is and whether you like her or not, but uh-huh. you 
you know, what that is. Familiar so you could hear that, mm-hmm. you could network, uh, business community, all the different people that I was talking about. Um, in fact, one of the Gwinnett County police officers that I was talking about earlier, she was at that event on um, Tuesday, whenever that was. And then you had the Hall Mosaic Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, crowd. So things like that is what, there's lots of things that I think young professionals right. and that I think anybody that's involved in the Gwinnett community, it's not hard uh-huh. to find an event right. to help form those relationships and help figure out, you know, where you want to go and what you want to do. I agree. I like to keep it diversified. I enjoy all the chamber events, but I find myself going to events in neighboring cities mm-hmm. or at different chambers just to kind of see, mm-hmm. you know, um, there are other resources available and there are other people outside of your immediate network that can That's right. um, kind of help enrich what you're doing. Um, just out of curiosity, because I have a passion for projects in the space that you're in, are you able to share a little bit about anything that you have ongoing in the area, a project or something projects that you that recently we have com- completed? Well, yeah, we could spend a lot. Like, when you've been somewhere 37 <laughs> just, just years, <laughs> I could, yeah, and it's so funny, too, because so, since I live here and I drive around, I'll, you know, sometimes I take it for granted, and then somebody will say something about a building, I'm like, I did that our project. Did that. Yeah. That's a PPI project. Um, but recently, uh, if you see the fire stations in Gwinnett County those are it's our prototype um, so station 15 in Lawrenceville was recently opened and that's you know that just happens to be the one that's most recent we also um, do a lot of public safety work besides fire duty police so we recently opened um, the brand new Gwinnett County Police Precinct at Bay, at Bay Creek which is in the Grayson community which was a much yeah. needed um, and I live in that community, so I had a twofold event, right? Because yeah. I lived there, I knew it was needed, and um, but then Precision Planning was the engineering architect, so for me it was a win-win all the way around. Um, Georgia Gwinnett College, ah. we did their athletic facility. If you know the athletic cool. city on Collins Hill Road, that was a part of ours. And actually, just last week, I was at um, a ribbon cutting for Lilburn City of Lilburn Police Headquarters. City of Lilburn relocated there. We did their city hall library, which was a Um, combination project between the county and the city which was one of the first of its kind I Uh think that was ever done that way it was very impressive from the city and the county to get together and do that project we did that and then we after that the city decided to relocate their police headquarters out to highway 29 to the main thoroughfare rather than it being Mm. downtown so we just cut the ribbon on that um, last week and then on the private side I was just at a ribbon cutting this on Tuesday we cut the ribbon on a brand new um, bank in Lawrenceville, First American Bank, that's Mason Athens, that's reloc- that located a branch in Gwinnett. They obviously uh-huh. see the market in Gwinnett mm-hmm. and Growing, yeah. figured out that they needed to build a branch. And so we were the architect and the engineer for that. And that just, we literally cut the ribbon Tuesday, um, Tuesday night. I was at that event. So um, I'm trying to think about what that's else. Exciting. Lawrenceville Police Headquarters, yeah. and, uh, Lawrenceville, um, Sugar Hill, which is a growing Beautiful. Area. Well, the Sugar Hill East Center was our project. The Sugar Hill uh, City the Hall. The whole entire East Center? The whole East Center. That is a gorgeous facility. Isn't that a great facility? Oh, my goodness. The have you been use? up to yes, this? <laughs> I go to events all the time. Yes. They have the, the th- brew pub there. Yes, they the have theater. the athletic area yes. for the children. They have the networking portion. And theater outside. That's gorgeous. Yes. We did all the over. Sugar Hill's been a client of Precision Plannings for 20 plus years. So we've done work for them on and off. Obviously, never anything that that was a huge Elaborate, project yeah. for us I mean huge project and we were so excited yes. to get that project and um it turned out fantastic and it's had they're doing all more it's just stemmed all sorts of other yes. development up there right um and so um isn't that rewarding you you 
had a hand in creating Well, I don't something. know that I had a oh, hand in Oh, you did. Your team. Okay, you're part <laughs> yes. of the team. So Precision it's, planning. Yes. Did. So your stamp is on it. Yes. And it's a place that so many people gather and do so many Correct. fun things and just so much camaraderie and friendship and I think it's just wonderful yeah, that you guys are responsible for that space. It is. Yeah, we love to show those. We show those pictures all over, uh, all over our website, all over, um, all over social media, I'm lots sure, of places. Yeah. We show those pictures because it is such a great, yeah, space, a great space. So, did you guys do the? Um, like I guess it's the sugar bowl. It's like where the yeah, concerts the sugar are. Bowl. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yep. very and nice. And so it's interesting we were talking about giving back. So now we are a sponsor of that, oh. right? So obviously we right. that was our project. So now we're a sponsor of that. We have a box in there. So cool. I go to a lot of those. Yes, Con- they have great concerts. Yes, I actually there. I saw. I think it was a Brett Michaels cover yes. band. Yes, <laughs> like the Poison cover the poison. band. Oh man, they didn't now they really didn't hold back anything there. I love poison. <laughs> they had the headbands. They had yes. the leather. It was everything. Great. Yes, yes, but yeah. So that was all part of, that was all, it was, it was um, a tiered, you know, kind of that project kind of mm-hmm. happened um, over a long period of time. Right. It was a vision of that city and where they wanted to go. Cause Sugar Hill, like when I was growing up, Sugar Hill was <laughs> just a Such really a sweet small <laughs> little place. It's just amazing to mm-hmm. me what they've done up there right. and the vision that they've had, you know, up there. And so watch it come to life. Yeah. Well, I have to applaud you because I very much enjoy that um, facility. And I think it's really <laughs> nice how they have the stone that's um, receding into the grass. I know that yes. term is probably wrong. I'm sorry. Okay. And then it's all ascending, you know, and you have the stage. It's all natural. Yes. It's all beautiful it and beautiful. very low maintenance except for cutting the grass. So mm-hmm. I think kudos to you and your team. <laughs> Well, I will pass that along because they're all, we're all proud of that. Believe me. (laughs) Well, before we um, end the show, I'd just like to ask you the same thing as I asked Charlotte, what advice would you give to a young woman or young person out there, much like your daughter or Mm -hmm. much like myself, that's looking to tackle um, a career maybe in your field? Um, Because again, like we were talking Mm -hmm. about beforehand, it's typically a male dominated Mm -hmm. industry. What advice would you give them to pursue their dreams? Um, well, let me just say before I answer the question. So the last two people I have hired at Precision Planning have been females. Yay. One architect, one engineer. Uh-huh. Young, 22, right out of college. Lots of potential in my mind. Just they from call that it green, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's more and more women, mm-hmm. I think, that you see coming into these types of fields. So I think um, I, I think that's great mm-hmm. from my standpoint. Um, but what I would say to anybody, male or female, um, is to find something that you like to do and in fact I just had this conversation with my daughter because she's going to be starting high school where things get really real really fast and very different yes Mm -hmm. and it's so there's so much pressure on kids today at this age to to know what they think they might want to do which I think is ridiculous that's another whole we could have another whole radio show (laughs) but um what I said to her when we were she was trying to figure out what classes to take as a freshman and you know what I said to her was listen you know when you, when you, as you're going through this part of your life, you high school and then you'll go into college if that's what you want to do. I mean, you may decide to do something else, and that's fine with me. But find what you like to do, but make sure you get paid for it in some way. In some way. I'm not saying you have to become wealthy doing it, but make sure you get you can support yourselves, right? Because right? you're not going to be on my payroll forever. So, but make sure you like what you do and that you like getting up and going to work every day and that you feel like that you're making a difference, right? And that, you know, there's some days that I definitely don't love what I do and I don't, you know, have a great day. But we all have days like that. And you just have to get past those and you have to understand it's the big picture, right? Because right. those, those days are few and far between, but they're there. So, you know, when people are first 
I just had this conversation with the engineer that we hired. We she just graduated from college in December from um, George Southern. She has a civil engineering degree, and uh, she was in my office um, doing some paperwork yesterday. And I said, "Well, how's it going? You know, you've been here like a month. How's it going?" And she's like. This is nothing like they told me it was going to be. <laughs> this is real life, real life experience. And I said, I said, well, describe it for me. What, what, when you say that she has, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Oh, yeah. And I said, and that is not going to change. I mean, it's just so much to take in. And so when you're young, you ha- I think you have to be open-minded, right? You have to be open to, I really don't know anything. Even though I, I have a degree in engineering, I have an architecture degree, I have an accounting degree, whatever kind of degree you have, you know, unless you're hang going it on maybe, the wall, yeah, <laughs> just exactly. hang it on the wall. And I mean, if you're going to medical school, maybe it's right. a different because you have a different path. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're going to work in an industry and it was like me, I really didn't know what I wanted to be. And I don't know that I really am what I thought I would be, but it just evolved right. over time. And you have to kind of be open for that. And you to have to evolution. take the opportunities and deal with them at the time because then those will eventually open other doors right and so that's you know i guess it's one enjoy what you do you know find something you like to do and then um, take the opportunities as they come and and, you know you have to work hard you don't get it Mm -mm. it's not immediate gratification by any stretch of the imagination you have to do a good job and you have to work hard at whatever you're doing at the time Mm -hmm. and then eventually you'll get another job and then you have to really get that job and then you know that's how the process yeah. happens very nice well thank you for sharing <laughs> You're welcome. your your words of wisdom <laughs> and I wanted to thank you both from the bottom of my heart for joining us today I know you have busy schedules and I thank you for taking the time out to impede your wisdom upon all of those listening <laughs> including myself well I appreciate the opportunity to be here we got Mike back here with the sound effects. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, again, for those of you listening, we had the pleasure of chatting with Chairman Charlotte Nash and also Carla Carraway. And I wanted to thank you both for joining us again. Remember, you can listen to our live broadcast every Friday at 1130 on businessradiox.com by selecting the Gwinnett Studio. Our shows are available 24-7 online on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, or your favorite podcast app. Make sure that you connect with us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. Um, And I do have a really quick word before we go from um, some of our partners. I don't know why I'm stumbling on my words, ladies. I had too much coffee this morning. Um, again, this series is presented by CAB Incorporated and Terry Jondal. And this series is brought to you in part by McCarthy Building Companies. McCarthy is a community-based general contractor specializing in healthcare, education, aviation, and commercial construction projects. They are committed to helping their clients achieve their short and long-term strategic goals. The McCarthy Partnership for Women believes diverse perspectives drive better outcomes and is thrilled to support this Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. All right, until next time, folks, I am Amanda Pierch, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.